And now, from the diamond to the dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Twins Nation, this is Joe Gunderson, along with Matt Hoffman, back here for another week. How are you doing today, Matt? Hello, hello, and so far, it's Monday. (laughs) Everything's going great so far. It's the start of the week, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, you made it through a Monday. That's always a good thing. Um, Cool, and uh, we were talking before, you said you guys are having a little bit of a heat wave. We're, we're supposed to get that here in the next couple of days, so um, hopefully it's not too terrible. But. Yeah, no, it's, like I said, they're talking to like 98 degrees um, probably the next couple of days, and then with the heat index, and yeah, they're definitely talking, you know, we've got heat advisory uh, going on here, and like I had mentioned to you before, I talked to a brother down in Sioux City and um, Sioux City, Iowa, and they had reached heat index of 117 today. So, okay. And I was talking yeah. to one of my customers today, and they said it sounded like down in Kansas they shattered a, a heat index record, Oof. like in the mid 120s. Oh man, no, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> But it is August. I guess it's supposed to be warm. It's usually on a, usually July and August are probably the two warmer months. So, yeah, we've had a really cool August here. It's kind of weird. Um, it's been for some reason uh, it's been sixties and seventies. It feels like most of the month, but what do you? But I don't know. So. Well, winter starts sooner up there for you guys. A little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when it, I mean, what you guys usually expect as far as winters. It's probably a little milder than us, but I'm sure it still gets plenty cold. It depends. We're kind of in that, uh, Bermuda, we're kind of in that Bermuda Triangle of South Dakota, where Sisseton, and then over to the east, and then kind of down to Watertown, it's it's some of the goofiest weather you'll ever see. It could be no fog in sight anywhere in the state of South Dakota, except in this triangle area. So, they've actually done a, uh, our local Kelland News out of Sioux Falls did a whole story on that, you know, and actually called it like a Bermuda Triangle because it's just some of the goofiest weather you'll ever see. Huh. Just fog wise, it gets so thick you can't even see, um, like the truck stop in Summit, South Dakota. You can't even see the sign that's, you know, for the truck stop right next to the uh, interstate. So, and I've passed by it. I've missed my exit before because it was so foggy. So it's just crazy oh. how it is. So that's scary to drive in that kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we've had it doesn't happen all that much, but we've we've had fog so thick in town that you can't st- see the stoplight until you're almost on top of it. Um, oh yeah. So it's. Thankfully, that doesn't happen a lot, and I uh, don't think it happened happened in the winter. That'd be that'd be terrible. But yes, there's, your, so, there's your weather report. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, now you'll wake up. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's get into talking about our our boys here. Um, don't know what you thought of this week. I'd say it was. Uh, was okay. Uh, they played 
five games against uh, the Tigers and the Pirates. Would personally, of course, would have liked to see them win all those games, but they went uh, three and two, uh, split the two game series against Detroit, and then took two out of three against the the Pirates. Um, the disappointment for me was the performance of the bullpen in the Detroit series. Um, they basically blew that second game. Uh, Especially, unfortunately, Griffin Jacks really struggled that second game to get anybody. And, uh, yeah, you know, and uh, the highlight of the Pirates series was, to me, the performance of Dallas Keuchel yesterday. Went uh, six and a third inning, no hit baseball, and then uh, he gave up a double that was. Just over the head of uh, Matt Walmer, and, uh, and at that point he was removed from the game. I guess he was. We uh, uh, wanted to get him out just in case that was the sign of anything bad that was about to happen. I guess, um, and uh, yeah, I guess he had said, uh, you know, Rocco asked him how he was doing. He said, I think he was pretty gassed at that point. Um, but pretty outstanding performance by him and uh, maybe about himself uh, another start or maybe a spot in the rotation if they do now decide to go to six men when uh, when Ryan comes Joe Ryan comes back which should be fairly soon as he made a rehab start uh, this weekend and uh, he went four innings and did okay he's just doesn't really matter how he did, they just want him to get ramped up so he can uh, pitch, pitch again and prove that he's good to go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know the kind of go back to what we were you were starting out there with the the Detroit series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was good to get one win. It would have been great to you know get both of them. I I mean, the Twins kind of rallied there at the end, but you know that seventh that seventh inning you know, kind of hurt the twins. Um, you know, I mean, they hit the ball. I mean, they hit the ball pretty well. I mean, they had yep. in the two games, they've had 20 hits, you know, and scored 12 runs, which, you know, obviously, you know, the, the hits, you know, the batters were, you know, doing their job, you know, doing what they could to get us, you know, help us and get a victory. But obviously, you know, like you said, the, uh, the bullpen kind of let us down. And then, you know, as far as the Pittsburgh series, you know, it went, it went about what I thought it would. Um, you know, I figured we could win two out of three. Um, I figured we would, there would be one game that would be kind of iffy. I didn't, you know, I, I thought more it would, if we were going to lose a game, it was going to be the Keuchel start, mm-hmm. but you know, it obviously did not go that way. And, you know, and tip your hats to Dallas Keuchel. I mean, I mean, whoever, whoever thought that, you know, he would have put up this kind of performance, you know, right. And, you know, I actually, I was discussing this with, (laughs) with my dad, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, it's, you know, we were kind of discussing, you know, it's like, what do you, you know, he asked me my opinion on, and I thought, well, I think he, I think he worked himself into at least another start or two, you know, and I know they're talking about, you know, the whole talk of possibly, you know, going to a six man rotation just to keep him up with, you know, keep him in the rotation. And I, I don't like the idea of the, of the six man rotation, but you know, like I said, I've, I've never been a fan of the six man rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, hopefully maybe he could find, we could find a, you know, a spot in the bullpen, which obviously a struggling bullpen right now. Uh, yeah, I sure. think, you know, he could definitely help out in one way, you know, as being some type of long relief, you know, spot, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see when um, when Joe Ryan comes back and, you know, what 
what they decide to do with him. I, I honestly think that he is definitely, he's definitely earned some type of role for right now. He's earned a role on this team. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know, the concerns you have is that, you know, of the three starts he's made, there was two, two pretty good. And then the one terrible one, and unfortunately the one terrible one is, is the only one he's pitched against a team that's uh, competitive. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that worries me still. Um, you, know, you know, the Pirates, and I forgot who his first start was against, but Pirates, they're not going anywhere and uh, haven't been for years. Um, well, but, uh, you know, you I'm, could, not, I'm not saying they don't have any talent, but they, yeah, they're no, young. no. I mean, you could debate, you could debate that, you know, that's why I said, you know, made that comment last week when you asked me how I felt about it, I yeah. said, you know, give him another shot. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be against a team that is struggling or, you know, a team that's just right now is below average but there's still a lot of good, decent young hitters on that team. And, you know, like I said, I I think he did. I mean, they're definitely better. That team is definitely better than a triple-A roster. You know, I don't care what anybody says. Even even Oakland roster is, you know, their lineup is going to be better than a triple-A roster. You know, maybe not all of them, but a good (laughs) chunk of them. You know, it's still you're you're pitching you're pitching to professionals you know so you can make that argument you know that oh yeah it was against pittsburgh somebody's not very good or you could just make that argument that you know what he went out there and he did exactly what he needed to do he had a great game and and deserves another chance i mean and also i mean it was he had a perfect game going so yep no I don't care who it was against. Usually, you know, that Yeah. Doesn't and, matter. I mean, and that's everybody another makes thing. Mistakes, so. yeah. yeah. And or that's another thing. And he so. was, yeah. you know, and he was, you know, he admitted, you know, like, you know, when he got taken out at the end there that, I mean, his arm was, you know, his arm was just, it was, it was dead, you <laughs> know, and, and we didn't expect him to, we didn't expect him to, you know, pitch seven innings i mean to me if you can get good five good innings and maybe a six and you know get six innings out of him a game or two i would be very happy with that so because he's just not that that pitcher that he used to be but i mean he um he didn't start you know he wasn't playing in games until uh whenever the twins signed him um you know he had only made a you know, third, three starts with the big league team, and I don't remember how many starts he made in AAA before they brought him up. Yeah. Couldn't have been more than five. So Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking uh, five also. And it was, so, you know, he's not, he's in basically April shape. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah, for him to go five or six innings is, is, um, about as good as you can expect, and and he was rolling. So, um, and uh, it's kind of become a funny thing with him, just because he's at a point now where, and he's never been a big strikeout guy, but he took no. it to the nth degree. Um, in that uh, his first two starts, he didn't get any strikeouts, but he finally got a couple this this start, and. Uh, mm-hmm. He broke the Twins' uh, franchise record for uh, consecutive batters faced without striking one out. He absolutely <laughs> shattered it. Uh, he he faced 42 hitters before he struck one out. Um, as and uh, previous record is actually not held by a a pitcher. <laughs> it's held by a uh, position player. <laughs> Nick Gordon went 25, faced 25 guys before he struck one out. But And by an actual pitcher, as Aaron Gleeman, this is notes from Aaron Gleeman of Gleeman and Geek and The Athletic, um, the Twins' re- uh, record by a pitcher 
uh, is 21. So he mm. more than doubled that. Um, wow. Uh, or he went 42, so that'd be double that amount um, before mm-hmm. he struck a guy out. So just a kind of a funny note. He's uh, definitely a pitched contact guy to the end. Yes, he is. I think would have loved Nick or Rick Anderson, previous twin pitching coach, would have loved him. Yeah, <laughs> he was all about pitched contact. But yeah, no, like I said, he, I mean, he he's going out there like everybody else on this yep. team has done. You know, he's gone out there, you know, to you know fill a need. You know, yep. like right now, Joe Ryan's hurt, so he's the next guy up, and he's going out there and doing what he can to help contribute. Yep. So just like everybody else on this team, so he's done it, and uh, he has he's done it two of the three times better than I think we could have asked, and uh, uh, hopefully that one time won't happen again. Uh, we'll find out. I'm guessing his next start will be this coming weekend against uh, the Rangers, unless something changes. Um, it, would, it would have to be. Um, cause, so they've got the, got the Rangers and the Brewers this week. They play two games against the Brewers and then four against the Rangers. That'll, so it'll be kind of a big test week for the Twins to see just where they're at, playing two teams that are uh, in first place and uh, rolling right now. So, um, so yeah, uh, they got, uh, other than that, they kind of got a scare. Um, was that Friday night? Um, Matt Walner somehow got, or he got hit with a pitch and somehow escaped getting his hand broken. Uh, look for all the world that that might've been the case, but, uh, Thankfully, no fracture, and they had even posted initially that he was going to be in the lineup the next day, but then they, then he must have told Rocco, no, it's too sore for that still. <laughs> he took hmm. right off, kind of like a pinky. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, and then there was some, a great quote by Rocco. Uh, His bones must be made out of cement. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely agree. I, ugh, yeah, that could have been really, that could have been really, really bad. Um, thank, thank heavens that, you know, that not, you know, that all it is is just, you know, maybe some, you know, a little bit of soreness and some bruising. But, yeah, that definitely could have been a lot worse. And we have seen it happen a lot worse with, you know, with Buxton, you know, oh, taking yeah. a taking a ball right to the hand and, you know, and then he's out for however long. Yeah, and even Correa last year broke mm-hmm. a, a, I think a pinky um, or one of his fingers because of the same thing. Um, and so, I mean, there's no shame in it, you know, 90 something mile hour fastballs, probably going to break something. <laughs> oh yeah. As fragile as a bone. So, a hand bone, so the fact that it didn't is just quite amazing, actually. Um, but thank goodness, because he's uh, he's one of our hotter guys, and uh, hopefully, uh, and you know, he was back in the lineup Sunday. I uh, had one day off and back in the lineup, and hopefully, he's he's good to go um, from here on out, and. Uh, People pitches stay away from his hands, please. Um, and it just seems like, you know, when it happened, like, uh, of course, uh, us Twins fans, uh, a lot of us, unfortunately, are pessimistic. And, uh, <laughs> um, um, especially when it comes to uh, our uh, prospects, because they seem to always uh, get hurt or and uh, we just you're when something like that happens, you're like, "Oh, jeepers, here we go!" <laughs> and, but thankfully, he's escaped thus far with that one. Um, and um, 
so that that was good. Um, and speaking, you had mentioned Byron Buxton when you were talking about that, and uh, looks like he's on the road to recovery. Um, no, no official timetable yet as when uh, he'll be activated, but they're uh, uh, talking now that whenever he is activated, um, he'll probably go through a rehab stint of some sort because it's been a while now get him get him, get him some his hitting timing and um and it sounds like they're gonna tr- finally try some games in the outfield uh upon his return um and uh that's good good news to hear if you ask me yeah i agree um and I, I mean, I hopefully everything you know goes to plan. If that is the case, I mean, we've you know, you know, hopefully there's nothing that backfires because uh, to me that this is the only way that Buxton's going to be any type of contributor to this team is if we have him in the outfield. You know, his his yeah. hitting has definitely not been you know. I know his hitting has not been that great, um, no, you know, in the DH position. And we've discussed many times that he is holding up a very, very important position, you know, when he was in that spot. And I think to me, the best way we can get any type of production out of Buxton is obviously putting him back in the outfield does it, you know, yeah, it will probably make his chances of um, getting hurt maybe, a, you know, that risk a little bit higher. But at this point, you know, y- you got to do something. I mean, that's the only way we're going to be able to use him is to have him out in the field. And, you know, hopefully he'll have his few games where he, he you know, hits the ball a little bit and then, you know, and then he'll probably struggle again a little bit. But as long as we're getting as long as we're getting some consistency defensively out of him, I mean, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to be, a, you know, I mean, we stressed it all year. <clears throat> you know, you just can't have a, a DH that barely is hitting 200. And that's what he was doing um, all season. Um, yeah, he showed some, some power, but, um, you know, um, and they did it, you know, they tried him at DH to keep him healthy. And, uh, unfortunately, even that hasn't worked. Um, you know, still missed, missed quite a bit of time because of a, a bad knee and now was it a hamstring that he's recovering from. Um, so at this point, if he's, if he's going to continue to struggle at the plate, um, I, like I said, if you're going to get anything of value from him, let's see if you can get some defensive value out of him. I mean, he has mm-hmm. a gold glove winner, a platinum glove winner, um, and, uh, just, you know. Hopefully he can at least do that and uh, uh, not plow into a wall at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and it's and it's nothing against, in, in my opinion, it's nothing against Michael A. Taylor. No, I mean, no. Taylor has done, um, a I think, a very good job. You know, in you know filling in that spot, but. Yeah. You know, he was definitely not brought in to be that everyday player. And he's never been that everyday player. And basically, if we can get Buxton back, that'll, you know, put a smaller role on uh, Michael A. Taylor having to be out there every day, you know, to where he's maybe out there once or twice a week or just, you know, depending on how Buxton does. And then, you know, then it obviously eliminates having to put, like, Willie Castro out there, which, you know, some of us would be probably a lot pretty happy or would be totally okay with that. You know, although, you know. Willie did surprisingly good, though. He did. He did. But I just don't think he's he's just not that consistent. 
He's just not that consistent center fielder. He's no. that guy that hey, can go out there once in a while and fill yeah. in a gap, but not again. I mean, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be relied on as much as he is to play that position. No, and be, mainly because he really doesn't have the experience out there. Um, no. You know, he's a utility player, so obviously he can play out there. And the more he does, the better he's probably going to get. And, yeah. uh, but he, 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 you know, Byron Buxton, that's his position. You know, that's why he's making the big bucks. And, uh, um, you know, like I said, and he, he's a gold glove winner. That's his strength is playing defense um, above anything when he's healthy and able to do it. That's what, that's why his calling card. So he would be the best option when healthy. Michael A. Taylor would be the second best option and Willie Castro the third best option probably. Um, and uh, that's the way we hoped it would have been all year. Just hadn't been that way. The, the other two, Taylor and Castro, have filled in admirably. Especially, uh, I mean, you look at their batting averages and you would be like, what's the big deal? And you're right in that area, but Michael A. Taylor made up for it with great defense and surprising power. Uh, got 16 home runs, which is the second most he's ever had in the season. Um, you know, he just wasn't brought in just for his back. He was supposed to be backup outfielder uh, to probably play all three positions uh, out there, but especially backup center field if when Buxton shouldn't, or when Buxton needed a day. Happened like he needed every day. <laughs> yeah. I'll often see until now, hopefully. So we'll see how that goes, and, uh, um, and hopefully uh, – we have good things to see and hear about that. Um, but um, that's my feeling on that. Hopefully um, everything goes smoothly there. Um, talked about, you know, we talked about the week ahead. Um, it's going to be one of the tougher, tougher weeks uh of the season, I think this this coming week with playing two first place teams. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, Milwaukee, who is, I believe, they're still sitting in. Yeah, they're sitting in first place, three games ahead of the surprising Cubs, who've kind of come on lately. Yeah, um, you know, and then Texas, who has definitely been one of the most surprisingly talked about teams, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I mean, we, we kind of figured Texas would be good, but we didn't expect them to be this good. Who, yeah. you know, they're right now they're holding a, I'm sorry. What's that? Oh, sorry. I thought, I, I guess I still figured Houston would be above them, but um, as of right now, they're not. Yeah. You know, Houston, who's got a two and a half game lead over, you know, or the Rangers who have a two and a half game lead over Houston. And yeah, I mean, then you got Cleveland, you know, coming up too. who, you know, it's another division game and we haven't exactly played our best baseball against division or against our division opponents. So, you know, the, the twins definitely are gonna, gonna have their work cut out for them this week. Um, Yeah. Hopefully they can just continue to play, you know, as decent as they have lately, you know, to me, I, I mean, they've played really good. They've built a decent lead on the guardians. Hopefully that lead is still four, four to six games when they do meet Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, that when we do get to start playing Cleveland, that we can kind of, you know, put that nail in the coffin, you know, win a couple games against them. So. Yeah. It, and it's, like you said, it's just so weird, or you know, I guess 
through the last couple of decades, I guess, kind of get got used to us uh, being able to handle our division opponents pretty well, especially the lower ones, which is usually the Kansas Cities and the Detroits. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, we just did not handle the Tigers this year. Ended up with a losing record against them. And uh, it's really odd to say, like, thank God we don't have to play them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, I will agree with you. I'm very glad we do not have to play them anymore this year. Um, It makes no sense. You know, before, and I assume we still play the White Sox at least one or two more times. Am I correct or am I incorrect? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we got to play them. I just, I'll have to, I'll look that up for you if you want to finish well, here. Well, right there. Yeah. But yeah, they, uh, and they're, not, they're done with Detroit, but I don't think they're done with most of it. Okay. You know, and that was another team that, you know, before, before the trade deadline, you know, I was, I definitely worried about playing that White Sox team because, you know, you know, right now they're not doing that great. They weren't doing that great before the trade deadline, but on paper they had a team. They had a very good team that just wasn't meshing together. But now I'm not so as worried about playing the White Sox. But yeah, it's just weird that Detroit's just had our number this year, and it's and it seems to happen. And you know, like last year, Cleveland had our number. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I'm sure there's been years in the past when Kansas City had our number, and it's, you know, other than them having our number that one series, which I'm not going to take anything away from them. They definitely played their best baseball of the year against the Twins. It just kind of sucks it had to be them, but. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just looking. Twins play the White Sox. Uh well, I guess only one more series. Uh, oh. Yeah, and it's in uh, September. Uh, Mid-September, four games in, in Chicago. So, mid-September, they have, have to play them. Uh, and uh, so, the rest of August is basically, uh, yeah, we covered it it there the yeah they've got uh of the brewers and the rangers and then they've got cleveland and that finishes out uh august and then september uh looks kind of tough they got the rangers again um mm-hmm. and then they've got cleveland and then the mets and then the Rays, that that one, mm-hmm. they're always they're always great team. And then they've yeah, got. And... Go ahead. No, nope, you go ahead. You were always. Oh, then then they got that White Sox series. Then they've got the surprising Reds, and then Angels and A's and Rockies to finish the season. Yep. Yeah, actually, and I just ordered my tickets for the Angel series, so. Oh, yeah. So I will be at least tending one game there on that weekend the Angels come to town. I'm not 100% certain if I'll go to a second one, but definitely one for sure. So So we'll just see how my my schedule works out. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully you'll you'll at least be able to. Sasha, uh, hey. Yep, I will be in. I'll be in left field, row nine. Um, I don't. One of the sections in left field. I'm not 100 percent certain which which section it is. So I just know I'm in left field in row nine. <laughs> oh, yeah. So okay. Kind of some bleacher seat sounds like. So that's cool. Actually, yeah. those are comfortable bleacher seats. So I've I've sat there before. So. That okay? Well, I I don't I uh, let's see. I've sat. Um, I think 
both third and first baseline. And mm-hmm. uh, where did we sit the one time? I think, oh, I sat to what a bit the, uh, the center field uh, sign with the Minnie and Paul. The Minnie and Paul sign would have been was to my uh, left. Yep. Center left field in the upper deck. Nice. Um, once back in the and that's if anybody's uh, seen the uh, picture that we've uh, got. Uh, for the podcast that I took that that day, so hmm. um, cool. I thought it was a cool shot because um, it was a night game, and so the sign was lit up. And so, but yeah, so um, Twins get not schedule now. I don't think uh, could be worse. I mean, thankfully the Mets aren't are a mess, and. Uh, and Rockies aren't good, and the Angels aren't that good. But the Reds and Rays kind of scare me. Uh, and uh, Guardians, we never seem to play that well against them. So No, the no, like I said. Yeah. yeah, like you said, I mean, you know, the Reds are, Reds are struggling a little bit right now. They're only a few games above 500. Um, obviously they got passed recently by the Cubs, but I mean, it's still a good team, you know, still a good young team. And that's definitely, that was definitely a game. I wish I could go watch. I'd like to see all them young players play. So, you know, like Spencer steer and, you know, and, uh, uh, (laughs) what's that? The, uh, or the, the two guys that, People oh, probably say could be twins. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, we'd be like, well, where would they play? They're infielders. Tons of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. They'd definitely be an even bigger log jam than it already is. Yep. We don't even know. I don't even know. Now, uh, what they're going to do with Miranda and or what his status is. We haven't heard word one of him since putting him on the injured list um, many, many weeks ago. Um, an update that shoulder must be really sore or something because he's not even playing games yet. Or And uh, hmm. so I don't know yeah, what's I going on. Say, I, think I don't know what his future with the Twins would be anyway. Yeah, because he's been out almost um, over a month, isn't it? Yeah, I, don't, I couldn't tell you exactly when he went on the. Because it says here the, injuries, the his injury date was July 9th. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so, it's the first. So yeah, it's been over a month, and uh, so yeah, definitely. Haven't heard anything. I don't, and like like I was saying, even if he uh, was coming back or you know rehabbing or whatever, uh, I don't know what fit in this organization now. Uh, you know, with his struggles, he played himself kind of off the team, and they've got guys. Double A AA and Triple A, who I think may have surpassed him there. So, oh yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, He's probably a prime trade candidate here. Now, that is a good possibility. You know, like I said, I just other than you know, I, I think pretty much him as a third baseman is pretty much been wiped away. Yeah, um, I, think- I think he would definitely be more of a, a first base. DH option, um, but even that's even that could be a reach. So yeah, and you could be you could be true or true. You could be right. I mean, you know, there may be a chance that 
we could be shopping him in the off season. So I'm, you know, but like I said, it just depends on what's going on for sure with his arm. You know, like I said, we haven't obviously heard nothing and I don't hear much of anything. You know, I haven't heard any of the, the, uh, any of the other podcasts, you know, twins podcasters, you know, talking about it. So, and I guess it would be, hopefully maybe we'll find something out here in the next week or two, because, you know, with September coming up, you know, that's, you know, get a couple extra players. Yeah. Yep. Couple extra players. And, you know, what does that mean for some of these guys that are on the injured list? And, you know, I mean, are are they going to be able to come back or are they going to have to, you know, sit longer or, you know, I mean, it's just, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and that, that, I mean, yeah, we haven't heard um, anything about, no Alex Kirilov either. Like, where, where is he as far as the the soreness or what was wrong with him? Now, um, it wasn't his wrist again, though, was it? It was. No, it was not his wrist. It was um, a leg injury. Well, his uh, strained shoulder. The shoulder, that's what it was. That's right. That's right. And uh sounded pretty mild at the time, I thought. But that's been a few weeks now, and I haven't heard, you know, there's hasn't been any anything said as far as where he's at and uh, um, what's going to go on with him. So hopefully maybe he'll be one of those guys that is ready by September. Um, and then uh, uh, Willie Castro would also fit that bill because he's, he's trying to get over a strained oblique muscle. Uh, yeah. They said it was a mild strain, so they made it sound like, uh, to me it made it sound like, oh, he'll be out the 10 days and maybe be fine, but who knows with obliques. The, <laughs> those are tricky things from what I hear. I don't have any, so I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh boy. But yeah, like I said, it's just, you know, it's hard. It is, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, not only with just the hitters, I mean, you know, what, what's the deal with some of the, you know, or, you know, some of these pitchers that we have, you know, on the injury list. I mean, other than I think Joe Ryan's probably the only one that's really going to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I assume Alcala's out, Jorge Alcala's out for the year. Yeah. I think we knew that right away. Yeah. Yeah. And then Brock Stewart is just dealing with the, uh, is it just elbow discomfort or did uh, his turn into, or did her, his turn into something more serious? I thought, was it an arm injury? Why do I think he, he had a strained oblique himself? Yeah, I don't know. It's you know, um, listed as an elbow discomfort. Oh, there you go. Uh, that's right. I'm sorry, people. Um, yeah, I haven't heard. They haven't said it's anything serious, but they also, you know, I guess, you know, there was a point that um, I think he was doing some some things, but then he had a setback, that, and uh, um, of course they don't say exactly what that means. But there's worry maybe that he won't be back until September, or if at all, um, which would be a huge loss because he had turned into one of our most reliable arm, bullpen arms by far um, in a short time. And, uh, uh, you know, and ha- not having him has kind of thrown guys into roles that they probably shouldn't be in, um, just as was the case when we lost Thielbar, who was thankfully back, and, um, is the left-handed guy in there that we need. And, uh, um, you know, especially now uh, with... Giovanni Moran having been demoted because he couldn't, he can't consistently throw strikes. Um, that 
if if he can get that back, then that'd be a big boost. You know, if he yeah, can most definitely. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's kind of in flux there. Um, and I don't know. I don't know who else we're waiting on. I think those are. The I think that's about it because we got a lot. I think that's about it because we have a lot of guys that, you know, obviously Paddock, Malley, and Candelero are all having Tommy John injuries. Um, We know Nick Gordon is out for the, probably pretty much out for the year um, with the fractured shin. Yeah, I guess um, it feels like it. We haven't heard anything about him far as healing and uh so yeah i guess i would assume he's not coming back this year and uh i'm starting to think he's his twins career is probably done um and uh hate to say it about a guy but that was um he'll probably go down as one of the major disappointments um because the Twins probably, it's the Twins' fault, really, because they drafted him probably too high. Um, you know, he was a f- number five overall draft pick when he was drafted. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, for a guy who turned into a super utility guy, that's not when you draft those guys. <laughs> you know, they obviously thought he was going to be better than he turned out to be. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So, so. Not necessarily his fault because he has shown that he has some talent. It just um, just turned out that he wasn't a guy who was going to be an everyday starter, which is what you hope to get when you dra- draft a guy that high. And uh, so, yeah, but um, and just because he is a guy who, you know. He plays positions that we have kind of a glut. I think his career as a twin will be over. Um, still, uh, be interesting to see if uh, um, the careers of uh, Jorge Polanco and um, uh, Max Kepler, if their careers as twins is over uh, after this season. Um, it's looking more and more likely that uh Blanco's probably is um but there's now there I mean there's questions up in the air whether or not Max Kepler's will be uh you know beginning of the year and most of the season we certainly were saying it would be but now he's gotten hot and uh and um you know they've been hitting him third the last few games <laughs> um and, you know, I don't want to say that he's indispensable because he's just as likely to me to uh, turn into that 200 hitter again. And uh, so I don't know if you want to, I don't know if you want to bring him back or not. Um, you know, if he's going to play, though, you know, you can't. I just think they won't. I, I personally wouldn't. And I'll take take it in the on the chin if he if uh, it turns out that he's finally figured out how to hit major league pitching on a consistent basis. Uh, good for him, and uh, I'll be okay with that. Look, making it look a, making it look bad because we gave him about eight years to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I I don't feel any more different than I did before. I mean. You know, it's great that he is, you know, hitting the ball better now. I mean, he's batting 241. You know, he's got 20 home runs yep. with a, you know, three out, 303 uh, on base percentage. And, you know, and his war has gone up. You know, he's over one. He's now at a 1.3. Mm-hmm. But it's just still, it's just, it's not the money. It You know, it's just not. I can't see the twins paying for that kind of player who even with his highs and lows is a very mediocre player. 
Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd call him mediocre. I'd say he's average too, um, and he's played a he's played above his norm, uh, definitely the last month or two here. Um, still, you know, uh, but I think, you know, they're going to probably, I would think they would move on and, and, uh, give, give, you know, Matt Walner's shown enough to me in the limited duty he's gotten that he knows how to hit major league pitching. Um, and it's going to be more consistent than Max. And, uh, um, you know, yeah, we're probably not going to see the outfield defense that Max can bring, but I think the, the power, the bat potential probably will outweigh that. In- oh, yeah, most definitely. And, you know, and that's the thing. I, Walner has, to me, his ceiling is so much higher potentially wise, you know, his ceiling is, can be so much higher than what Kepler is because to me, and and I'm going to use this terminology again, his, his career is plateaued. You know, he, he never kept going up, you know, he pretty much, he was on the rise and then he just pretty much leveled off right there, you know, and he just didn't live up to what, his potential should have been, mm-hmm. in yeah. my opinion. Well, I, I think everybody would agree. Um, you know, and how many years do you give a guy to exactly. to, to get up there? And like I said, it it's been seven or eight years, and he's had. You know, this will be, I think, the second or second or third best season he's had and it's it's nothing you know it's 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 okay but um it's replaceable you know Mm -hmm. um and his best season was 2019 and everybody's saying that was the year the ball was juiced (laughs) Yeah, uh, and there's I I guess they've got evidence that it was, <laughs> and uh, everybody on that Twins team was hitting the ball out of the yard that year too. Um, that was the Bomba Squad year, as everybody would know. Um, and it seemed like if yeah, you know, he was superhuman against one pitcher. <laughs> and then he was okay against the rest, but uh, for some reason he was Trevor Bauer's nightmare. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, a man who's you know, not in the league by his own doing now. So yeah, and he's pretty much he's his career average is he's a two thirty three hitter with a three sixteen on base. That's yeah. about almost. I mean, right now his batting average is a little higher. Than his career average, and in uh, his on base is a little lower than what his career average is. But I mean, this is what he is. You know, do you really? I mean, like I said, do you really want to throw that kind of money on a guy like that? I think if if there was a, you know, I would say if the money was about half that, I would maybe consider it. Right. You know, but no, no, you don't want to pay that kind of money for that kind of player. Yeah, I think I agree with you, man. It's it's time to move on, and yep. there are plenty of uh, other players. Uh, you know, obviously, we think Walner's going to be the heir apparent, and uh, um, there's probably guys in the minor leagues even that they would that they would be okay with giving a shot to now too. Um, and uh, speaking of the minor leagues, I haven't looked. Uh, sounds like uh, Brooks Lee is doing just fine in AAA. Um, and 
I don't think we'll see him this year, but uh, wouldn't be the most surprising thing either. Oh, um, shoot, I forgot the name of the guy. Was it? And it's, I think it's the Angels. That they, they're bringing up a guy they drafted in June, and he's good. Oh, it's uh, Baltimore. Huh? Baltimore. Oh, it is? Okay. Um, he, yeah, how about that? The guy just drafted is going to make his major league, or maybe already has, making, making his major league debut just months after being drafted. That That's just crazy. <laughs> and, yeah, and I assume you're referring to Jackson Holiday, correct? No, no, Jackson Holiday was drafted last year. I'm talking about this June, just oh, a few okay. months ago. I, I thought we were talking about Jackson Holiday. My bad. I was not listening, no. apparently. You're no. probably right then, whoever you're talking about. <laughs> and from the, I believe the Angels, they're going to bring up, um, or probably already have by now. Um, and I should have wrote down his name, but uh, I can find it here real quick for you. He's, uh, yeah, he was just drafted in this past June draft and um, already ascended. Um, so I don't know if that speaks to how how well he did or if that just the Angels are hurting that bad <laughs> that they're already bringing a guy up. That's oh, like, let's see here. Kind of foolish. Do you remember? Um, was it a pitcher or a hitter? He's going to be a – he's an outfielder, I believe. Yeah, so he's a hitter. Um, I don't remember his name at all, obviously. Um, um, right here. He's a first-round pick, correct? Yep. Uh, they have him listed as first base. He Nolan okay. – uh, oh, boy. Sean or Chanel. Okay. I horrible at pronouncing names, so please don't okay. go with that. <laughs> well, if he's so, he's good, we'll hear about him and we'll learn how right. to say his name then. Um, yep. But yeah, I don't know. Just you never see that anymore. Um, no, and even in Jackson Holiday's case, the guy was the kid was drafted last year in uh-huh. high school, and they're talking about bringing him up with Baltimore. Okay, and he's 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 19 years old. So, mm-hmm. um, so that I know that's been talked about. So that's what I thought you were referring to. So, oh, no. but no, like I said, no, I think that's awesome. Um, you know, a guy drafted just this year. Obviously, he, you know, at the age of 21, and he's almost 22. He's obviously okay. played, came out of college. Okay. I would assume. Yeah, yeah. but. You know, but just to move up through the ranks that fast and, you know, be, you know, all of a sudden be ready to play. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I hope he, you know, everything goes good for him. So you just hope that the, the, the team isn't wrong about it and screws up his career. Um, that's what you worry about when you bring up a guy that quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, when didn't even, you know, hasn't even gone through. I can't imagine he went through all the levels that quickly. <laughs> no, but they they also have a lot of injuries right now. Um, I know they got, you know, Max Stassi, their catchers on the injured list. Obviously, mm-hmm. Anthony Rendon. Um, He's done Zach, the yeah, Zach Neto is hurt. Gio Urshela's hurt. Joe Adele's hurt. Trout's on the injured list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Ward and uh, even CJ Crone, who is their first baseman, you know, is hurt. You know, so they're <laughs> they just got they him. got a they got a <laughs> slew of hitters that are on the injured list. So, I mean, um, might as well do it. You know, you're trying to stay. You know, they're trying to stay within. You know, above 500. You know, I I don't think I think they're pretty much. There's no way I don't think they'll ever they're going to be good enough to make a wild card because if I remember right, the Mariners are in the last wild card spot and they're eight and and a half games. Yeah, they're eight and a half games ahead of the Angels. So, I mean, it's yeah, 
but you know why not you know just let the you know let that kid come up and see what he can do i mean if it works it works if it doesn't you know bring the next guy up yeah you just like i said the only thing i'd worry about is screwing up you don't want to screw up his career yeah making him go up too fast um and uh um so hopefully that's not what's going to happen here. Um, yeah, but the good thing is is that with a young guy like him, he's still plenty. He still he can you know if things don't go right, send him back down. You know, build him back up again. You know, I mean he's young enough to where you know he could still have a a productive career if it doesn't go right the first time. So yeah, you hope um, you would. And you would think so. You you just hope that that they don't screw screw up. Um, just kind of a crazy thing uh, that I saw. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Um, I think uh, that's mostly what I want to talk about. I did want to make a mention of a. Kind of a sad thing for uh, people who've been a anybody who might be listening that's been a Twins fan for many years um, and suffered, <laughs> shall we say, uh, through the uh, it uh, from 1992 to uh, 2000 <laughs> that era. Um, there was a player that used to play. On the twins for a couple of years uh, that passed away this week, and I don't think it was expected. I don't know the don't know the cause of death, um, uh, but a guy named Alex Cole, for anybody who might remember, um, he played with the twins a couple of seasons. Uh, he was 58 years old, and he passed away this week. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, just sad to hear that. You know, kind of pretty young. For, uh, for that to happen, um, he he is the kind of, the kind of player he was. He didn't really have any power. He was a speed guy. Back when they stole bases, he was one of those. He would steal like forty to fifty bases a year. Um, back when that was in vogue, um, and uh, he caught the last out of Scott Erickson's no hitter, actually, mm-hmm. um, back in the day. So, um, thoughts and prayers to his family as they deal with that. Um, uh, that was the one thing I did want to make sure we did acknowledge just because he did play for the Twins, even though it wasn't very long. Um, and that, yeah. that came across the wire this this <clears throat> weekend. So Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, yeah, 58, that's... That's too young to me in my mind. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, thoughts and prayers with, you know, with, you know, his friends and family and yeah, you know, I don't know. I didn't know much about him. Um, you know, I'm kind of, was just kind of looking at his stats. I mean, he looked like he was, he was definitely a speed guy, no power. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed like he hit the ball pretty decently. I mean, the guy had a 280, career average with a 360 on base which to me is pretty respectable mm-hmm. yep. um yeah i mean it's yeah it's just you know um definitely he definitely stole a lot of bases <laughs> yep he did yep um and you know i've always liked that kind of player that um was a speed demon like that and so um you know him he won, and back when, um, in his prime, he was a guy. But I think we've mentioned him on the podcast because he's played with the Twins. Although he was in his last year, uh, Otis Nixon. Oh yeah, uh, old Otis. You know, guy who he uh, he was a speed demon. And of course, guys like Ricky Henderson. Although Ricky was the most complete player. Um, Ricky, Ricky, you know, when you think about it, Ricky Henderson may be the most complete player maybe I've ever seen just because 
he literally could do it all. Um, you know, he wasn't, you know, of course he's known for being the all-time stolen base leader, but he was no slouch other than that. You know, that's not the only thing he did. He had the most, I believe he has the record for most runs scored and uh, most leadoff home runs and played forever. Um, if it was up to him, he'd still be playing. <laughs> He did not want to quit that guy. He uh, he played uh, well. He played after finally no major league team would sign him. I think he was like 40, 45 when that happened. Uh, yeah, he uh, he went on and he was like, "I'm not done. I'm going to play some independent ball." Then <laughs> he played into his fifties, I think, before he finally was like, "Okay." All right, I'm done. <laughs> nice. He, he loved the game, uh, whether you liked him or not, because Ricky could be a little showboaty. Um, and uh, he was a guy who, for me, he's a guy, speaking of Ricky anyway, went from a guy who I absolutely did not like to – to a guy who I kind of enjoyed uh, as as I got older and understood um, that just the way he was, um, he was kind of a character. Um, so, but yeah, so um, he was fun to watch and uh, uh, not trying to compare Alex Cole to him, but just. In the fact that they both had speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. They had in common. <laughs> um, but other than that, I didn't really have much that we haven't touched on. I don't know if you did. No, I think we pretty much hit on everything. Um, so hopefully the Twins have a, have a good week. So... Yeah, and it's going to be a test, like we said. You know, the yeah. first place teams uh, is probably um, probably the toughest uh, this next couple of weeks because they've got to play the Rangers two separate series. Um, it's probably going to be the two toughest weeks they've got the rest of the season. Um, so we'll we'll see how they do. Uh, if, if the way things have gone is an indication, the fact that they're playing good teams might be good <laughs> because that's who they do the best against. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I don't understand it. They seem they must they seem to play down to their competition or up to it. Um, so so maybe that'll mean good things. So um, I guess if uh, um. I guess if we can't think of anything more to add, I think we'll wrap it up and uh, all right. and we'll uh, we'll chat with y'all next week and uh, hopefully we're still happy bunch. All right, all right, all have right, a good guys. one, everybody. Yep, yeah, everybody, take it easy. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Twins Nation podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook and on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Twins Nation podcast. On Twitter, we're at, at Twins Nation pod. And Joe is at Big Joe Gun.